the internet, and welcome to season 129, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Oh my God. And fuck Fox News. I got an email in the middle of the night from a boomer relative that was like, what do you think of this Fox News article that says that we shouldn't be uh, distancing? I was like, I I spent an hour replying at like three in the morning this morning. Uh, So fuck Fox News. No. It's Monday, (laughs) April 13th, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Quarantine. Quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine, I'm begging of you, please don't shake my hand. As courtesy of Stephanie K. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! I would leave this home of mine anytime. If it meant I got a soft taco supreme, <laughs> I would gladly risk a fine anytime. I miss you. Okay, Brian McKnight inspired, aka is anytime. Christy Yamaguchi main. One of the I like that song so much. I learned how to play that piano part just by really? brute. Force. No YouTube videos. I was like, <laughs> and then I worked it out. Shout out to Brian McKnight. Shout out to you, Chris. I've been thinking about Brian McKnight a lot lately. I don't even know why. I've just been Still like, got your picture in <laughs> the frame. It's just, he's oh. just got that sincere energy you need. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who's that voice? We're thrilled to be joined well. in our third <laughs> seat by our core co host, Jamie Loftus. Oh, say can you see little <laughs> Sam's hosting side? She so proudly has failed her hacking and scheming, working on her memoirs, coding at speed of light. During the COVID, we watch. Her still gallantly streaming even more <laughs> than air. The cursed times we beware. She proves to the sight that her feet are still fair. Oh, say is that quar mangled love does still brave. With good old Jacoby and Sir Miles Gray. Everyone, please consider joining the Marines. Thank you. Oh, I've my just God. joined the Navy. Uh, wow. Send be- him off to fight COVID 19 with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy oh. shit. I think I, think I boiled an egg in that time. There. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's from James that McDonald's. Beautiful. Thank you for writing the the whole song. God yeah. Bless. Thank you for singing the whole song. Thank you We're thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious, the brilliant, the talented Francesca Fiorentini. Woo. 
Hey, it's Francesca Quarantini now, so. There we go. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you do it. You love to hear it. Uh, I have no song. I thought you were actually correcting me on your pronunciation. My heart stopped for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, what did I do? I fuck it up? Fuck. I typed it wrong again. <laughs> Damn it. It's perfect. Uh, Francesca, how are you doing? And where are you uh, hunkering down? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm in my home. I usually am in my home. This is really not a change of pace for me. <laughs> uh, just waiting for Mr. Hollywood to call and tell me mm-hmm. I have a job at any time. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very normal. Anytime. I mean, I'd like to be going out uh, and doing stand-up, but, you know, I also enjoy the silence of, you know, Zoom stand-up shows. Oh, yeah. thrive. Thrive on them. Thrive. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The suspense. Mm-hmm. Is anyone enjoying themselves? It's- yeah. Yeah. They're probably yeah, yeah. taking a shit during this, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's old material. Am I writing? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. The warm embrace of the hands clapping Zoom uh, graphic. Uh, oh. Nothing feels better. Nothing feeds the soul more than seeing that on one or two screens. All right. Well, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better. In a moment, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Trump just had a good end of last week that we want to check in on. Uh, There's a lot of reports about how early he knew what he did in the week leading up to uh, the national emergency. And then he had my favorite tweet of his ever. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the process of opening up who opens, who doesn't. Uh, we're going to talk about TV doctors and maybe why they should shut the fuck up for the time being, maybe forever. Uh, we are going to uh, look at Netflix's new dating show. It may be the horniest show ever, uh, <gasps> which is exciting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do we our early it. Oscar race predictions uh, because no more movies are coming out for the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to see. Who's who's looking good between uh, the Invisible Man and Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, and then we'll we'll share some quarantine activities. Uh, but first, Francesco, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I mean, I think this reveals a lot about who we all are in this moment. But I have been looking up sweatpants and mm-hmm. sweatshirts, and I'm investing in loungewear. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> loungewear is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's more just like giving up apparel. Uh, but I, <laughs> and that's, we're all, like, I again, we're just all, like, I kind of wish I had corona. I don't want it, but I wish I did just so that, like, it would match just how the square footage that I'm allowed to traverse in my house, you know, like, I wouldn't have any right. energy. The fact that we're already, like, into early retirement with this self-quarantine shit. So, yeah, it's... It's been sweatshirts. How can I look, you know, semi-cute while still being at home uh, and like sweatpants? And, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's very difficult to find quality sweatwear. Because here's the thing. If you go out, you if you leave your home to like, let's say, bring the garbage cans in or something or get your mail, you also have to not look bummy in that moment. Mm. I think. The pressures, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> I've been looking as well for uh, capitalist consumer death shrouds to wear in our <laughs> living quarters. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's odd though. Like I love, I'm a sweat. I've been a sweatpants lover from the beginning, but it's weird how I've looked. 
I have like well-worn ones and I'm also like, do I need to start anew as I rot in a new, you know, cotton cocoon? But uh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I just can't bring myself to pull the trigger. I got a new sweatshirt and that's, that's as far as I've gotten in terms of reinventing my myself in the choir. <laughs> I got a crew neck, and then I was like, "All right, I think that's a wrap." That's it. <laughs> are, we're, we're, are you guys getting? Uh, like, I started the first week of the choir. I was like, "I'm gonna dress like it's a, a day of work," and I I abandoned <laughs> that like <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh, I know. Uh, I think a couple of days ago, I saw you wearing a collared shirt, and I was like getting angry inside. I didn't say anything, <laughs> but I was like, "Who's this guy? What the fuck you? What the fuck you doing trying to make guy fun of this guy? Get off! The fuck is this dude's vibe with the button up shirt? I mean, even Francesca, you got the fly." Turtleneck with the sweater Francesca on. looking too what nice the fuck? for, for the choir. <laughs> well, listen, I, the, this it. is the other thing. Everyone should wear lipstick. It's nothing but, I think, sweatshirts and lipstick. Be comfortable in your Ooh, body, like but that. like a little bit of something. I Men, like, women, I, doesn't matter. I'm in. Uh, I'm near Her Majesty's makeup yes. table right now. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. put some lipstick on. Woo! Oh, very good. Well, yeah. okay. You're gonna, you're that looks up your good. Lines, but, yeah. All right. Yeah. See? You're fucking up your lines a little bit. The uh, pop of color just makes wow. everything. Oh, hi. You're so professional right now. Let me see. Hi. Hello. How are you? She's gonna. Yeah, looks her Majesty's gonna be so thrilled. Gives a, gives a little bit of life, I would say. This 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 uh, is called Viva Glam Matte by Mac. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm I'm seamlessly transitioning into a beauty vlogger on this podcast Zoom call. <laughs> Support it. I feel like that's a pretty good color for you actually. It, it it's kind of you're natural. You're popping. Yeah, you're it just hey guys, makes your in. lips Do pop. I look like someone in the middle of a quar induced breakdown? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my I'm not like that. Yeah, right. Uh Francesca, what is something you think is underrated? Um underrated is uh butter in cookies Mm. apparently you're supposed to have more of it than i put in this week into some chocolate chip cookies (laughs) i was really excited bernie sanders dropped out i'm like motherfucker, i'm gonna make some cookies and Mm. i thought when it asked for a cup of butter you just cut up the butter stick and put it into a cup and then yeah and if i smush it in all that's a cup (laughs) but no in fact and I think it says on most sticks of butter that one stick is half a cup and you need two sticks for a full cup. And uh, and now I, uh, I'm i eating the driest cookies oh, I think no. anyone's ever made. And I'm tempted to just like just cake, like carve out all of the chocolate chips oh, and then start anew. They're cakey yeah. as fuck. Look they at this. L- oh, they look good. Oh, they look good, actually. I no, 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 no. no. Look, they, don't, they don't even squint. Mm. Look at this. I'm pressing as hard as I can. Oh yeah, wow. they're too hard. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so butter. You gotta get the butter. butter I mean, I think that's one thing I've learned in Quart. Obviously, when you cook, all like any chef show you've seen, they're always like, dude, it's always just about how much butter you put in. And then when I started making my own food more like more butter re- like required recipes, I was like, let's just turn this up and see what the limits are for butter in a recipe. That's and French it's true. Food. Like French food is just, just gr- all regular food with more butter. Yeah, so <laughs> welcome. I'm a chef de cuisine yeah. now. Uh, welcome to my bistro. Steakhouses, the secret is they butter their steak. And also they know how to cook it really well. But and they butter that steak. bacon. Bacon that sausage. Mm. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Bacon that sausage. 
Um, overrated and maybe, you know, I don't know how long this quarantine will last, so uh, I might be doing this exact thing, but couples podcasts in quarantine can you fucking stop i don't care i don't care about you and your actor boyfriend i'm sorry like i don't i'm not i don't want to watch that i don't care i'm dealing with my own drama every single day trying to keep my relationship and like you know the amount of like we're we're all gassy no one's having sex i'm sorry if you're a fucking couple having a lot of sex right now fuck you I agree. I, this is the least horny time. It's so just, I unhorny. I don't understand. I don't understand. You tell that not, to the single folks. They'll be like, oh, you're not horny? Like, I know. There's a, there's a very clear horny. division yeah. where it's like very the different. people who could conceivably have sex do not want to. Right. And then the people, <laughs> yeah. No one no, I mean, most couples should just be in separate rooms masturbating. Like that yeah, would, yeah. we'd all be happier. Like normal people. Like a yes. normal, loving <laughs> relationship. How are yeah. you going like, to get oh, along shit, she's if going you for have a run. each other? Fire up the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't, are you guys interested in those couples podcasts? Like I'm no, not. No, I've, I, I think- subscribed to one. I'm not going to name names. I subscribed to one and couldn't bring myself to listen to it. There's just something about it. And I love the people involved, love the people involved, but uh, I couldn't bring think, myself. I don't yeah, think I, I was know working. anyone personally who's doing one. So I just like, I'm just like, it's just hubris. I yeah. mean, I was right. working. I was working on one with Her Majesty. Right now, we only have one subscriber on the show, um, and I won't name names who I think it is. But you know, we're, we're trying our best. I think like that idea though was like such a the first idea anyone with half a brain for content and a microphone first idea, had. best idea. Yeah, yeah like you know what, dude? What if we just what if you know like you have your own thing and I do my own thing? Like, what if we fucking joined forces in the battle right. of who could give a fuck less about us? <laughs> and make a podcast where we'll massage our egos in these uncertain times. I like, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, every episode it, would start with like, this is not normal. <laughs> it makes Who's sense, right? right? You're right? always together. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, hashtag content. But uh, not every couple's interesting. Not a, And I don't know about single people. I, a couple single friends are like, yeah, I th- guess I am kind of interested in what couples are going through in quarantine like i don't know unless they were like one of us is going to try and cut the other one in the right. next like, hour like we're going to try and right. full on shining yeah full on shining i'd watch and listen <laughs> yeah. to that, wanna, oh, that i would, would be watch fun. a full a high shining. stakes version of it yeah where they're like one of us oh, is yeah, going to yeah. die at the end of the podcast good yeah. that's actually, that'd be a good <laughs> fiction podcast to do right now is like you you yeah. sort of what was that youtube uh girl personality in the beginning people didn't know if she was real or not like what her, the deal was with her vlogs and shit. Lonely Girl Copy. 1 or something. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, but you do the, the podcast equivalent where like, I'm not sure if this is a real podcast about a couple who's fighting every episode and it's turning into a possible true crime thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, maybe maybe The Shining should be our uh, our group watch. Maybe, <laughs> I think this is just going <laughs> to be the recurring. <laughs> yeah. I think this is going to be the recurring thing. We're never actually going to do a like Zeitgeist uh, rewatch. We're just going to talk about what should be our Zeitgeist rewatch. But mm-hmm. I do think The Shining is probably closer to people's actual experience than anything cute or fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not cute, okay, Jack Nicholson? This is not cute. This is not normal. Uh, what is a myth 
Francesca, what's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Oh, I don't know if I said this the last time I was on. Um, it's very on brand me, but now very on brand for the moment we're living in. Uh, the myth of the invisible hand of the free market, which is <laughs> all the way up our asses and just moving yeah. our mouths with it. Um, yeah, it's failing us right now. Where are the masks? Where are the ventilators? I just want a ventilator generally. I want an Amazon Prime, a fucking ventilator to my house <laughs> and just be, be on extra oxygen. No, yeah, it's a, it's a myth. And now we know it's a myth. It does not deliver yeah. what we need. I mean, I mean, we know it's a myth. We know. Uh, but will the myth, will the myth makers allow people to know that it's a myth? Myth maker, uh, myth they're trying maker, very hard. Me yeah. A myth. Sorry. <laughs> myth. It's... Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> I went there. Why does the lipstick get all over my face? <laughs> yeah, you are you are very why so serious right now. I know. <laughs> like, Hi. So what do you do? For? I want to see you it's spread you, it out. You to started yeah. to oh, it's impossible to keep on. You started to try to correct it, so you went like this, and then you went like that, and then suddenly, <laughs> and then it was on my yeah. suddenly. Yeah. That really is a new new YouTube channel where I'm a man trying to do a beauty vlog who's learning as he goes how any of this mm -hmm. stuff works. I love this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good content. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, I want to talk really briefly about a tweet uh, the president made at the end of uh, last week. Uh, the Wall Street Journal wrote an article noting that his uh, daily briefings had become basically uh, Trump rallies where it's just about him and his feuds. And uh, he tweeted in response, the Wall Street Journal always, quote, forgets to mention the the ratings for the White House press briefings are, quote, through the roof. Uh, and then in parentheses, Monday Night Football Bachelor finale according to the New York Times. <laughs> His only way for me to escape the fake news and get my views across, Wall Street Journal is fake news. Wow. So he's bragging about his ratings in the crisis that is killing more people than anything else right now. It's uh, just surpassed cancer and heart disease as the thing that kills most, most Americans on a daily basis. Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm a star. Look at, look at me, baby. Um, yeah. And that is, I don't know how we move forward as a culture from that tweet. I, I don't, I don't know. Also, he's comparing himself to Monday Night Football, which isn't happening now, right? Right. <laughs> what right. season of sports of of sports ball are we in? I forget, but baseball, basketball. Mm, it so should not be in basketball football. and baseball. Oh, yeah, I thought that there was going to be a number. I thought you were going to be like season 7. No, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, oh, it's the finale. <laughs> <laughs> this was the this finale. About episode 6 or yeah, 5 or 6. This was supposed to be the penultimate episode of the NBA where <laughs> big twist. Uh, but um, he doesn't understand how like also quotation marks work like at no, all. he does not. The Wall not Street Journal me. always, quote, forgets, which you could conceive. Okay, that that works, right? Like, they supposedly forget. But then right. he says, my ratings are, quote, through the roof, which you would so assume they're means they're not. <laughs> right, right. Right. 
Like he was asked he's, recently uh, whether he was being sarcastic. Remember when he said that thing about um, Mitt Romney? He was like, oh, no, that's too bad that he has coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. I hate to see it. You hate to see it. You yeah, hate to and, see it, basically. And the and journalist like, oh. was like, are you being sarcastic? He's like, no, because he doesn't <laughs> know what it means. He doesn't right. know what irony or sarcasm. The right actually doesn't know. The difference between the right and left is only one thing. Do you understand irony or not? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the right I think the right uh the the new White House uh press secretary had this tweet from two thousand and one uh that was uh this is Kaylee McEnany. Two thousand one, that's predates two thousand twelve, I'm sorry. Oh uh, Wait, I was like, that's before tweeted, I the How I met your brother, Dash, never mind, forgot he's still in that hut in Kenya. And that I can see, and I think I've seen people on the right be like, you guys don't know how to take a joke. But like, that doesn't... What's the joke? They don't know how to make a joke. That's not a joke. There's no joke Racism. Yeah. Being coy about like just, just saying racism. racist shit full-throated in public is like what yeah. they think is humor. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm... Right. That's just what I'm saying. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's actually ironic. Yeah. That's... <laughs> um, anyways, the USA Today, another noted left-wing uh, communist uh, publication, yeah. just published an article at the end of last week about Trump's week leading up to the declaration of a national emergency and uh, all sorts of great photos of him golfing and shaking people's hands. Also talking about how nobody could have predicted this, even though there are documented cases of him finding out in January that this was coming. The White House was briefed in November that uh, something was happening. They ignored it. So not not a whole lot new. It just seems like it's reached a new level. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is basically now I think they're pivoting to blaming the World Health Organization, like the WHO. And you know, yeah. to a certain extent, I do understand that maybe they could have been more aggressive with perhaps like really sounding an alarm, but everyone had the information available to them to begin making their own decisions. And that was clear with countries that have done made aggressive moves to try and contain the outbreak. Mm -hmm. um, but now I think they're feeling like, oh, yeah, OK, we can completely pretend like people weren't telling us in no as early as November, December of last year to keep our eye on this. And we'll just pivot right. to, I don't know, man, the WHO really boned us. It's, you know, because the U.S. famously doesn't have any way to know what's going around the world in any way. We don't meddle in other people's elections or overthrow governments. But we they should have told us about this little, this COVID yeah, thing. The, the other body that told the administration about this was the U.S. Army. So wow. I don't right. know what they're doing. Listen, they're off. Yeah. You know, on their ships. Gallivanting around. <laughs> Full of coronavirus. I mean, so that's the other thing. It's like he'll do, he'll throw anyone under the bus to yeah. make it look like he has done a good job. And we all know, no matter how many people die, Trump will yeah. claim he did a good job. Yeah. Even with the military, with the captain of the USS Teddy Roosevelt, like getting basically booted off the ship and then the Secretary of Navy having to fucking resign because he was slagging him off in front of his own sailors. There's right. talk like that, that that captain may, I don't know, but at the time of this recording it hasn't happened, but there is talk that that captain may re resume his duty as captain of that ship because now Trump is sort of like, like we're past that talking point in his brain. So they're like, all right, I think we can get that guy back in his position, even though mm. we treated him completely <laughs> disgracefully. Right. Yeah. Ugh, I, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, what has been very uh, clear over the past couple of weeks is just like how much is been put on like states and cities specifically of just like, yeah. I almost completely ignore what is coming from a national level at this point. I'm like, okay, what's going on in my state? What's going on in the state where my family lives? And that's yeah. what I've been trying to keep up on. Cause other, cause it's just like, there's almost everything, even from, you know, well-intentioned people on the national side who are few and far between, it's just like basically useless and really hard to trust the information coming from there. So I've just been focusing on state and city initiative. I mean, yeah, yeah, it seems like the, the the way that this has been handled is so has become so localized that that's like oh, yeah. the only reliable way to approach it because it's just like we're not going to get any good information from that in administration. In what world would that yeah. happen? That was another yeah. one of my search terms was actually what in my Google search history was federalism because I've been looking at and like. What I thought was federalism, which clearly I'm not a great, you know, U.S. history buff, but I thought federalism was like, you know, the federal believe in the federal government, like the federal government can dictate, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it obviously is the opposite. That is unitar unitarianism or you something with the word unit. Basically, okay. federalism <laughs> is it is that like there are states' rights and everyone sort of on their own, and you know, you see other countries. Being able to sort of like lock down and have like a directive coming out of the federal government. And then you see the way our government is basically like, nope, it's on the states. Like, and you're like, all right, well, in times of pandemic, it actually is good to have the opposite of federalism. Now, none of this, Trump obviously is doing his own special, you know, version of, you know, sad sadism. But uh, just generally, like maybe during a pandemic, we need actually like one line and, you know, one directive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the conversation that's starting to happen now is like, how do we get out of this? Uh, we talked about that a little bit at the end of last week, but Oof. the U.S. Surgeon General went on Fox News at the end of last week and was like, I could see some places opening in May, um, which seems... But he also was like, but I don't think it's likely. I was like, I wouldn't advise for that. He's like, it's possible right. because he, he said May 1st. Well, because, yeah, he's going along with what, you know, like Mnuchin and Kudlow, Trump are going out there because they have to stoke the flames of Wall line. Street. Yeah. And they're just yeah. sort of like, yeah, man, I think I really think we can have this thing open by then. And he, you know, credit to all the experts who have to work with this president who have to walk this weird line of like, I know if I say don't give the full truth, but people are smart enough to know what I'm saying without triggering the idiot in the White House to think I'm talking shit about him. I can keep my yeah. job because I feel like this information needs to get out, but it takes a certain fucking ballet. But yeah, with the Surgeon General, he was just sort of like, you know, I, I yeah, they're saying that it's possible, but he's like, like he said, most of the country will not, to be honest with you, but some will. But that's how we open the country, place by place, bit by bit. It was just very like vague of sort of like, yeah. He should. They but have to speak seem... in irony. <laughs> they have to be like, right. uh, just air quote everything. Like some <laughs> totally. states will have to yeah, open, right. but it would be better to have a coordinated response. Air quotes like, <laughs> like then you can get around because Trump doesn't hear irony. Right. That is going to be interesting when they are reopening because it will be place by place, right? And like places that haven't had a problem like will be open while cities won't be open and you know we we also 
hopefully we'll eventually have, you know, blood serum antibody testing so that certain people will be able to go back out there because they've already had the coronavirus, assuming it behaves like that. Like that, those are the sorts of things that like, I can see people having a reasonable conversation about, but it does seem like they, those things are being uh, steered by a, like we were saying, overall federal bullshit plan. It's, it's, but it's weird to see like everyone, I understand the need and desperation for things to get back to normal because so many things have been completely disrupted and there's been so much chaos created, but there's like this thing where, Yes, people can look very narrowly at what Dr. Fauci says and says like, yeah, you know, we're doing some trials on antibodies and things like that. That's great. Then you also have reports too that in South Korea that they're seeing people who have recovered from COVID are actually, there's a reinfection possibility too. Mm. So we're still not, we actually still, you know, to use a fuck term from the Mueller period, we just don't know yet. Like what exactly we're dealing with completely biologically and also part of being even able to open is that we have testing and we haven't even tested one percent of this country so it it's so odd to be like yeah that could happen that could yeah that could happen if all these other things happen but we're not even close there so why are we still talking about this if you really want the government if you really want to get things back to normal start putting that money into getting tests done and getting the right resources to people and Figuring out how to get people out of these economic holes they were put into because of the terrible lack of planning. Like, look Absolutely. at that shit. Stop putting this date out there so traders can be like, I don't know, guys. What do we think, man? Would we be more confident today? We just, not not to plug, but I, I have a web show called News Broke. You should watch it. And this week we talked about, or last week we talked about... Um, how other countries, specifically in Europe and Australia, are handling the economic fallout. Uh, like, and the UK and Germany and the Netherlands and Denmark, they're all putting people on payroll. So they're yeah. like ab- assuming 70 to 80 to 90% of businesses that can't pay their workforce so that when, if and when all of this ends and social distancing ends, people are guaranteed their jobs back. They're getting paid in the meantime. They have no problems getting getting them paid, getting their own citizens paid. And then they have their their jobs when all this ends. And so- Just thinking about, like, we haven't even, again, the health side haven't even got that figured out. But, yeah, helping people where they're hurting, like, we're so far behind so that – and I'm scared, you know, because, I mean, and not to get too serious, but, you know, Trump and and the right love to, like, be tribalistic and be xenophobic and pit us against other countries. But, man, when you see that we're going to be, like, trailing behind economically in in the fallout of all this, it's like we're even more ripe for the kinds of, like, hyper-nationalist fascist rhetoric than we were before. And that's mm-hmm. – yeah. Yeah, it's weird yeah. because it's equal parts opportunity to for the pendulum to swing either way pretty rapidly in one totally. direction. It mm-hmm. all depends on what explanation people are willing to be able to accept. And I think, you know, even with the whole China virus thing, a lot of the the science points to the fact that the actual New York infection came from Europe. So mm-hmm. yeah. this whole idea of like using these terms to try and like use coded language, or not even coded, just directly tie the the virus to another country. Right. It's like I don't know if that's going to, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, right. that is definitely the, the the scary part in all of it. It's like both comforting and infuriating to see how like so many efficient public systems have been put into place um, in different 
countries where you're like, I'm so glad that, you know, people in that country are able to get access to, you know, basic care during a horrible time. But it's also it just, you know, makes you infuriated with your own country to be like, it's so fucking easy, you know, and we have more resources than literally anyone. If any other country can do it, we can do it. And we're just not. And I mean, mean, we don't have the resources. We have the most people hoarding the most resources. That's true. I'm sorry. No disrespect to my king, Mr. (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Um, I do think that it's also underrated how much better this would be going if we had and literally any other administration yeah. and literally any other president like if it had been a jeb or what what the fuck ever like jeb, I, I don't uh, think <laughs> i don't think it would be like we, we'd be completely out of the woods but i do i do think like we can't underestimate how hard he is fucking us up and how well, at least yeah. bad it is for an organization that doesn't that uh, as massive and impactful as the United States to not have any leadership at, at the top that isn't just focused on, you know, their ratings. But I mean, to the point about fascism, though, I mean, I keep bringing this up in an article that came out even before the coronavirus thing uh, story kind of took hold. Uh, it was actually about like all the deaths of despair, like the the fact that uh white life expectancy in America, white people's life to, life expectancy is going down because they keep dying of alcoholism or suicide. They talked about how uh, the U.S. healthcare system puts an economic burden on Americans on par with the Treaty of Versailles after World War One that led to the rise of Nazism. So, I mean, that's that's one of the directions we can go. Like, people need to understand this is... The stakes are incredibly, incredibly high, and that's one of the directions we can go. Yeah. I mean, at least we know that this will hit red states equally, if not more so. I mean, I don't think we've seen the surge of coronavirus cases in um, some of the red states. I mean, now we're seeing it in Louisiana and and Georgia and such. Um, So, like, initially, I think a lot of – there was a lot of fear that, oh – Republicans are going to make this about like the coastal elites and the urban dwellers and how, you know, they're spreading disease, you know. Um, And obviously that is not the case. I just want to see in South Korea, they have like these images and maybe they're propaganda. Of course, out of China, they're propaganda, but like of just like trucks just patrolling down the streets, just disinfecting everything, just spraying the sidewalks with Clorox. Like, I want to see that. I just want one video of like an American tank spraying down, you know, whatever, <laughs> like like yeah. Fifth Avenue. Spraying not down Avenue. a crowd of protesters. Who spraying down, exactly. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, there are, yeah, those that's trucks are already in use. Uh, that's more yeah. America's style. Right? They're, yeah, and um, I think, again, like to your point, and even what Jamie was saying, it seems, you know, this the people of America and the municipalities are bailing the federal government out because mm. like- at a local level, people are scrambling to do what they can to like protect their communities. And the federal government is just so far removed from it. They can point to like, yeah, well, I mean, it, look, it looks like it's being handled and act like, you know, what was the big deal here? But there's such a, the, the emphasis that's put on people at a local level, you know, it's like this, you know, that saying of like, the, the federal government's lack of planning has now become our fucking emergency. Yeah. Uh, full, yeah. full stop. Well, Let's talk about TV doctors because there is one group that we know we can turn to <laughs> oh. for guidance. Mm-hmm. 
in these mm-hmm. dark times. Are we gonna? Oh, it is uh, in the dock. Big knife, small wife. I was like, when are we gonna talk <laughs> about big knife, small wife? Yeah, let's start. Let's start with Doctor <laughs> Phil, because uh, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't want to turn to the expensive in person doctors. Uh, we're talking the doctors who show up on our TV every once in a while, like Doctor mm-hmm. Phil, uh, who has been doing the media rounds. Uh, these are some headlines. Uh, Dr. Phil shares his top tips for coping with COVID-19 crisis. Shut up, quotation marks. Dr. Phil says, stop politicizing coronavirus and listen to scientists. 10 ways to coexist in quarantine from Dr. Phil. Uh, He, by the way, as Jamie noted, he himself does not seem to be handling the quarantine super well. Uh, There's (laughs) an Instagram post that is him. Next to his wife, holding a giant knife with like a crazed look on his face, oh. uh, ne- and it says "big knife!" exclamation point, small wife! exclamation point, um, and she's like ladling fruit into her mouth. She is enjoying yeah. the last few seconds of her life. Robin. This is—I mean, this is the shining uh, <laughs> podcast that we need. The couples yeah, podcast right. between Doctor <laughs> Phil and his little wife. Big and knife, Robin. small Robin. wife. I would listen to Big Knife, Small Wife. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like yeah, a, nice a couple show wife. that is more like with those guys on QVC that sell knives. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The sword community, the yeah. YouTube sword community, is mm-hmm. is real and it is out here, and they have something to say. Was it a uh, sponsored Dr. Post? Phil Electro Armaments? <laughs> Doctor Phil uh, is not a doctor, by the way. Uh, obviously, he's a clinical um, psychologist, but not he's obvious a doctor to some people. He's a clinical, clinical psychologist who yeah. does not have his psychology uh, license. He's not a, a doctor. Pr- he's not licensed to practice psychology. Okay, Jack. Uh, but what about this? He is Oprah's friend. So mm, think about that. Yeah. No. 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 Gotcha. Fair. Fair. And he does have a like when when you compare him to other doctors, his knife is bigger uh, than a lot of other. Which doctors. is what I'm looking for uh, in a doctor. <laughs> How big is their knife? You have always said that. You've always yeah. Show me that. your blade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show me your blade, man. <laughs> if You're- my doctor has a full on like katana, I you know I trust. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just want to when you go to a doctor's consultation, you go to their office, you're not comforted by seeing a degree on the wall behind you. It It better be a fucking saber or some shit, a cutlass. The second they close the door, I'm like, let's cut to the chase. Where is your sword? He doesn't need PPE. It's yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, I went to Harvard Medical. No, 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 no. What kind of fucking steel you wielding, asshole? Um, well, t- let's move on to doctors who actually went to medical school. Uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky. In oh, recent boy. months, he claimed, uh, he's the celebrity rehab guy and the love line guy. In recent months, he claimed that the coronavirus wasn't as bad as the flu and the, quote, probability of dying of coronavirus was less than being hit by an asteroid, end quote. Uh, and just to reiterate, uh, last Friday, it became the leading cause of death for Americans uh, over cancer, heart disease, uh, on a daily basis. But he did come out uh, and and made this profound statement. I wish I had gotten it right, but I got it wrong. <laughs> so uh, I yep. wonder how me- how many there. headlines that did you see the did you see the video though? No. No. Oh man, he's like I don't. I mean, he's doing a good job of totally eating the whole eating humble shit. pie. Yeah, like yeah. he's just like, so I got that wrong, and you know I I feel really bad. You should, and I, but like well, like I always said, 
listen to Dr. Fauci. That's what I said from the beginning. But you know, yeah, I did get that wrong. Right. And it right. was just sort of like, dude, shut up, doctor. <laughs> um, but tell Dr. me about Oz. how people orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Oz is our man. But how big is his knife? <laughs> well, he has built enormous vaginas on stage on his show. Uh, yeah. So that oh, good. That's something. Okay. And uh, he, any other questions, so, Jamie? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna <laughs> shut I'm the sorry. fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Do like, you want to oh, mute well, yourself clearly now? Clearly, he's or? a fucking feminist. So why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how big that vulva actually was? harvested he built? a gigantic pussy on live television? So <laughs> and I think I think he like walked inside it or had people walk through oh, it. So, he's an ally. Yeah. He's, he's an ally. <laughs> yes. Very clearly. Yeah, that's so he he is actually like one of the better cardiothoracic surgeons in America, but he's also just completely lost his tether with reality. Fame has completely fucked him. But so since the coronavirus outbreak, he has made just a staggering number of appearances, specifically on Fox News, uh, where he's appeared twenty-one times since March twenty-fourth. Wow. Jesus. And he's been using these spots to uh, hype the hydroxychloroquine or whatever the fuck, yeah. however you mm-hmm. say that. Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, as a. For weight loss. Way yes. too yes. many, way too many <laughs> syllables, though. I know. Like, come on, guys. My mom uh, used to write mar- down hydroxychloroquine. Consult a marketer before you. Uh, <laughs> but he is promoting it as a, quote, potential wonder drug for COVID 19. Uh, he's been advising officials on coronavirus-related matters, uh, and Trump told aides that he was interested in what Oz had to say and wanted to speak with him. One official who works with the coronavirus task force called Dr. Oz's involvement, quote, very annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nice and understated. But if you're wondering if Oz is the reason that Trump is so all about that uh, malaria drug for COVID-19, the answer is probably because he's, you know, the number one cheerleader for that on Fox News, which is where Trump gets most of his information. Yeah, I wonder if they have any stakes in manufacturers of that drug. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the other thing is, I mean, this makes more sense to me. Like initially I was like, does he have stock? What's going on? Is he invested? And then now knowing that Dr. Oz has been pushing it and Trump only gets his information from Fox News, I'm like sort of comforted. But you're also like, how fucking stupid do you have to be? How, how idiotic do you have to be to have been a reality star and know what happens on the other side of the camera, know how everything is fake, how everything you do is like orchestrated and, and choreographed um, for a specific response, and then look at a doctor on television and be like, hey, what's that guy got to say? What's that TV guy got to say? <laughs> no, like, listen see, to him. You're giving him too much credit, Francesca. A lot of people, I think, look at TV as almost the peak level of existing. Like that yeah. you can get to such a place of fame and fortune that your life is to do this thing where TV cameras are aimed at you. And right. that's like that's like the the like the echelon of celebrity right. you've reached. And maybe Trump looks at it as like, Oh, that guy made it to the party too. That must mean they're pretty smart or like as ballers. I mean, like, I, I, you know, like right. it, there's yeah, a yeah. sort of there's a mysticism about the camera or something that I think you, as a objective journalist person, someone who looks at the world, is like, yeah, this is the you know the inherent myth or lie about media. Whereas other YouTube people, YouTube star, like, please, that's you, the fucking yeah. <laughs> height. You know, is fucking. Yeah. TV. But it's funny because right. Dr. Oz, right? He's talking about hydroxychloroquine when 
he talks about how good it is. He cites this French doctor's research on the drug. And he's like, you know, gave it to 24 people. You know, after six days, 75% of them were good to go. The thing is, that guy's research was not peer-reviewed, and the fucking results were put on YouTube. Right. That's what he he's going He also told with. Hannity that the study eliminated the virus in 100% of patients, uh, which ignores the fact that three patients in the study were too sick to be tested uh, on day six, and one of them uh, couldn't be tested because the drug gave them a bad reaction, and then there was another one who couldn't be tested because they had died. And he was like, nope, 100%. Dr. Oz is so fucking sinister to me. Like, just because like you were saying, Jack, he was at one point a doctor that knew how to do things and then just completely allowed worms to be released into his brain and still has like that. Like, I I, I don't, like, I don't, not understand why people would be inclined to listen to him. I mean, after this many years of spewing bullshit, I don't really know, but even like this, the like weird little like dog whistling of like, oh, well, a French doctor said this, which I think is just telegraphing like France equals fancy equals mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> like more, <laughs> it, more yeah. butter like in the, the food. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's, ugh, it's so fucking sinister. I hate it. His, uh, but this is actually completely in keeping with like the thing that he got in trouble for that brought him in front of Congress to testify was that he kept like promoting these, you know, magic pill healthcare or uh, weight loss cures. And the Congress is like, this is complete bullshit. You're lying to people. And his explanation was my job. I feel on the show is to be a cheerleader for the audience when they don't think they have hope. So he provides hope. It just happens to be, Hope in the form of a magic pill that doesn't work. And yeah, he's I'm doing I'm that sure. now with coronavirus. Oh, wow. Okay. You want to put me on manslaughter charges because I'm dealing fucking deadly opioids to people? What I'm doing is I'm supporting <laughs> the addicted community and, uh, and actually encouraging them to do what makes them happy. I'm sorry something happened along the way, but I'm a yeah, cheerleader. I'm sorry I'm giving you hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really cynical, really no, cynical. I mean, and that's the thing is like all these doctors are trying to protect their own asses, which is so ridiculous, especially Oz, because he's like, you can make good money as a doctor doing your yeah. profession. You know, like I understand other people who, you know, like Dr. Phil or Dr. Drew, but it's like, again, they're afraid somehow that this, that coronavirus is stealing their thunder and that we can't get back to talking about like, you know, masturbating with a light bulb or whatever, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in Dr. Drew's case. And yeah. that, that like, and, and people need to listen to him. You need to shut the F up and just be like, no, 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 professionals only. Goodbye. Like, I'll, I'll see Goodbye. you later. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, here's my recipe for chocolate chip cookies. Okay. That's it. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and I think this is all a piece of what we were talking about before with, you know, uh, America is going to go down in history, like this whole period of, you know, stupidity and mismanagement will all be seen as a part of, you know, uh, as a symptom of our just completely ruinous healthcare system. And I think these people are also part of that. People will look back at like Dr. Oz and like the fact that we had fake TV doctors who people listen to as very, you know, indicative and uh it's all such bad of... writing too. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like I hate this show. Yeah. 
Anyways, uh, good writing. Shout out to uh, our writer, J.M. McNabb, for doing a deep dive into TV Doctors. He did a really good job on this piece. Uh, All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about bullshit. And we're back. And there's another... Uh, Netflix reality dating show. Uh, Love is Blind was apparently their prestige dating show because we yeah. got a new one. But I mean, again, it's kind of like a, you know, experiment, like psychological experiment type thing. Uh, the, I, I got to give it to them. They do have like an added level of... Uh, yeah, slight tweaks. You know. That's all you got to do. Tweaks. Yeah. So what? what is this one, Miles? Okay, so... We loved Love is Blind because we love to see people who are less equipped to be in long-term relationships than we are. So we're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but Cathartic. still be like, but uh, to be fair, I also have my own struggles. Um, <laughs> so this new show is called Too Hot to Handle. And so the premise of this one is they get a fuckload of just hot Instagram ghosts to gather in a tropical <laughs> paradise for what they think is like your typical winner-take-all dating show. But no, this is where the twist is. Just so, just like Love is Blind, they were like trying to cultivate real connections. You know, like what happens when you just, it's about the voice and it's about the connections. This whole thing is basically saying you fuck around and you give into your horniness and do any kind of physical shit. You are going, you, this is, it's going to be bad for you as a contestant on this show. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're incentivizing like abstinence as a way to facilitate these people to actually try and get like real meaningful connections. But as the show is set up, it's basically like, let's just put the hottest people together in a horny convection oven and just see what the fuck happens when we tell them they can't da, 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 or you lose money because the way, the, I guess the way they incentivize it is. There's a hundred thousand dollar grand prize for who is the, who abstains or basically the most. But uh-huh. every time you violate and kiss or smooch or whatever fuck, you lose part of that hundred thousand dollar pot. <laughs> so if you even win the show, you might end up with like fifty bucks because you were just so horny, but you still won. But everyone else, <laughs> but was a in mess. a way, but it's like you can't even lose that show because you're just like, yeah, I have two dollars to my name, but I'm horny as shit, and that's yeah. my truth. Like you can't. That is cool. Also, also they're all this. branded content Instagram models, so they can just be like, you know, brought to you by Trojans, you know, Light right, Touch right. or whatever. They, yeah. they, they does they win either way. I also think that like horribly hot people are sometimes the most asexual people, and like. I, you know, they're they're and too boring. they're boring. Number one, and they're mm-hmm. just like very obsessed with themselves. The point of like. Like, I can't imagine it being all that hot. Um, But I will say that it sucks as a viewer because, like, that means we want to see them fuck and kiss. Yeah. But, like, now we have to listen to their thoughts. And yeah. Eight episodes (laughs) about fucking and kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. It's just I want to like, yeah. Well, yeah, because I think the fun of it is seeing these people like, man, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's like you just see like these couples like face to face in a hot tub, like air touching each other's hands. Like we can't <laughs> do anything because I'm also greedy. So it's like this whole, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> wild to see these people process this shit. Also, the Muslim contestants will win. Immediately. Right. Like, if you're Muslim, like, you know exactly this game. You've done it your whole life, mostly. 
Uh, the and game is she, called life. The game is life, <laughs> and you will walk away with hundred thousand dollars. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I was watching. There was another one that that was like brought over. I think it was maybe just re-aired from a British channel, but it was like the a really really cursed uh, adaptation of like a regular couple, and then they just do man on the street bits, trying to figure out which one is hotter to the general public. And it's always one person in the couple wins by a large margin and then laughs into oh. the face of their less conventionally attractive partner. Oh. And then that's the whole show. That's the whole show. Oh. And then they, they like, like they changed the and then they changed the one who got the ugly ratings outfit. And then they show the picture to the general public again and they score like three percent higher. It's really depressing. Wow. <laughs> it's like, sorry, no, still not hot. Yeah, they're Sorry. like, well, I guess you can put a <laughs> lipstick on yeah. a person. On a Miles. There's, you yeah. can put a lipstick on Miles, but does his percentage change? We don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll be, I'll be coming every week with some new tips on beauty that I learned. So <laughs> tune in for that next week. It'll be great. There's, well, there is one show. If they're just a trash reality show that I wish they brought back, it was in England called Sun, Sex, and Suspicious Parents. And what it would do is basically have like kids who are like in like early college years go like on like their equivalent of like a Cabo sort of Cancun spring break trip. But there are cameras like watching this this crew of kids the whole time and their parents are also there watching on monitors. And it concludes with the kids being confronted by their parents based on all the footage they've seen from the oh, week. God. Do the kids know their parents are no. like monitoring them? No, oh, dude. They shit. think they think they're on the equivalent of like MTV Spring Breakers or some shit. And the right. half the time, it's like parents either being like, they're like, "Yeah, I knew my kid was a scumbag," or like a mother being like, <laughs> "My daughter doesn't drink. My daughter wouldn't do that." And then like, yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Just I don't know. Anyway, for if you want trash things to find on, I think it's on YouTube. So oh, I definitely need to watch this. Um, yep. yeah, I don't I'm like I couldn't take Love is Blind at all. I it, it took like just three monologues from that, you know, that Barbie perfectionist chick who just be like, I don't Jessica. Yeah. like I don't Jessica. yeah, Jessica. And I was like, off, 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 cannot at all. But yeah. I do think the premise of like I would say like a year of dating and not being able to touch, that's fascinating to me. Not all hot people. Yeah. You gotta have but just that premise of like we have to actually vibe on a an emotional level. Yes. I like that. Yeah, you mean for for a country like ours where we're so used to just like commodifying sex immediately where it's like, yep, great, yep. Sure. Or just me on a usually a first date. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I just want to be put through that test is what I'm saying. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, just no, no hugging. Ah, da, da, okay, thank you. Let's talk about uh, what, what this year's Oscar race is going to look like, guys. Yeah, um, Vulture had a really interesting piece just sort of contemplating like if, you know, the way things are getting canceled and social distancing is working, let's just for a moment imagine what award season looks like if we took <laughs> only the films that were theatric, theatrically released pre-Quar, which would be up until about March 31st when everything fully, like completely, completely shut down places. Yeah. So like... They were saying like because around 50 movies came out or something like that, every sh every film that came out 
has about a 20% chance for a Best Picture nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic Uh, has got James Marsden in Sonic the Hedgehog. That's going to happen. That's the question on everyone's mind. Is James Marsden uh, going to be in the category for Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor? Oh, I think who's right. the actual star? Ben of that? Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog. Ben Sh- yeah, Ben Schwartz, <laughs> obviously in the best actor. Mars in the supporting role. Carrie in the supporting role. Did I Trolls guess for, make it? Uh, Troll, I, mean, I guess, Trolls yeah, Trolls, Trolls would be in there, yeah, in the running. That's a I question I have. Is Trolls trying to come out right now, like in <laughs> quarantine? Because yeah. I've started seeing ads. For hashtag Trolls, Trolls Watch Tour. Party. That's yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. been my top trending hashtag for like three days is hashtag Trolls Watch Party. They're trying <laughs> to yeah, make it happen so bad. It's like, please, DreamWorks, please stop <laughs> trying to make Trolls like, Watch DreamWorks, Party DreamWorks, you're depressing me. Trolls Watch Party isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think, I mean, the, uh, like when you talk about bad boys for life, do you submit Martin Lawrence and Will Smith both for the, for the you lead? You might as or well. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, I think you should. I th- I think I truly think that uh, if if this results in Lizzie Moss getting an, a nomination for in- Invisible Man, yeah. Lizzie Moss and Vizima, I love it. Mm. <laughs> Lizzie I, Moss yeah. and Vizima, <laughs> Invisimon, Invisible Mansters. <laughs> that movie was fun. Invisible Man was. Yeah. I think that's available to stream too, isn't it? Like that was one of the films they put out for streaming. Also, they put out like you can watch weeks Vizima. after it was out in theater. You can watch. Vizima. Yeah, they got that, and then I know the the original like what there's a 2013 performance of Fleabag that's up too on Amazon mm. Prime. I think. Oh really? So yeah, they're everyone's coming out with some interesting stuff, and sadly, you know, Coachella. Um, rest in peace was supposed to start on Friday and the oh, uh, wow. organizers put out a YouTube documentary for at uh, the moment the gates would have opened for the festival they got a YouTube documentary about 20 years of the of the fest man so wow the music, crown on there's been some really good music I gotta I gotta give it to the music oh, yeah. industry they're still dropping great music uh right now the what strokes, the strokes? yeah yeah the new abnormal, like what a fucking name of an album to drop right now. <laughs> the new abnormal. Wait, the Strokes just dropped an album. They did. Yeah, strokes just dropped an album. The new abnormal. Holy shit! Come I'm on, I'm like Abby. a couple weeks good behind. It takes me a long time to. A weirdly good year for the Strokes. Mm. They got to do their Bernie concert. Right. Oh, that's true. Uh, I don't know. I'm on Downton Abbey. Like that's it. I I can't handle anything. That's your more only dramatic. cultural intake. Yeah, that's all I can take. I just I <laughs> I just want it to be Mr. Bates and Anna, and that's it. <laughs> Mr. And Bates. I need that drama. Immaculate Mr. Bates. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I Is did see. Good? I saw the movie, uh, but mm. then I'm going back and watching the whole series. It was the only movie where my mom had to tell me what was going on. Just like, <laughs> like go watch Downton with your parents. Other, other, usually it's just the Star Wars, and every year at Christmas I have to like whisper to my mom, "Yeah, no, right? Okay, Darth Vader, bad guy." Um, <laughs> so, and then she falls asleep, and dad. then yeah, then she falls asleep and wakes up, and it's like I just like spending time with you guys. And we're like, okay, ma, um, <laughs> sweet. It's very adorable. She's old. We got to protect her. But yeah, oh Downton, Down, <laughs> Downton is where it's at. That's that's all I'm fucking. Downton's with. the real deal, huh? Uh huh. Um, Miles, have you heard the the weekend's new album? 
Uh, I I was hopping around. I haven't fully listened to it. I still need to listen to that and the Gambino one. Really? Um, yeah, I've just been, I, I've I've been like going retrospective. I it's weird. I've been fully looking backwards during Quar. I'm like old movies, old music, old TV shows, old other things. Pink Floyd, right? Yeah. Right. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pink yeah, Floyd, man. am I right? Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you sound like me trying to identify with the kids. Pink Floyd, am I right, gang? Pink, All right, gang. Uh, what? Pink Floyd, are they streaming on uh, the Nintendo Switch? Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so, yeah. They're performing yep. at Switch Fest this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my new thing is uh, VR. I, I like, have you guys seen the Pink Floyd concert in VR? Uh, it's so tight. <laughs> on an ayahuasca trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. real though, do you guys are you guys um are you guys working with Oculus right now? Is that part of your choir routine? Well, we're start. It's been it's been in- entering the uh, consciousness because our last guest Michael Swaim, who works at IGN, was talking up the ayahuasca ayahuasca trip game he was playing, uh, and I've I've liked every time I've put on Oculus, I've always liked playing that one beat game where you just beat the shit out of the things to the music because uh, I start dancing with it, but. After hearing about the ayahuasca thing and the like environments vibe, I'm like, yeah, let me go further out of reality as deeply as possible. I almost, I mean, I'm not trying to like not encourage tourism and, you know, the Peruvian shamans need money, but like maybe it's better if we all just stay home and do that on Oculus, you know? Sure. Uh, Yeah. I've been getting, I mean, I think we've all been kind of regressing or i've i've been i've been digitizing my family home videos which has been oh uh, that's where that came from yeah i Is got that where that came from the, yeah i got some equipment people should know what we're talking about if, if they don't follow you jamie uh sang the national anthem at a minor league game uh it was where it was under minor leagues i don't even know what they call it Hmm. Uh, just a it, local softball it's the league. micro it leagues. was it was the brockton rocks which i think is it's like under minor league because i think that they don't like they don't get paid but they don't have to pay to do it so i don't know what that is <laughs> they're just anyways, volunteering you sang a wonderful rendition team. of the national anthem as a 12 year old uh, and we we got a, a reenactment of it. On I was today's I was episode. nine in that video. I was just a tall, stringy nine. Nine? Wow! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I remember my Were you dad like t- six three. I'm five, <laughs> six seven, in, in at nine years old. My dad Damn. used to be like Jamie. Bill Murray owns two percent of that team. He could be at a game at any time. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> were you Were you doing comedy back then? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know it's like uh but there was there's no industry at that performance. Tragically. Ugh. Oh, what? No. Tragically. It seemed like an industry hotspot event. Uh any other core acts we want to uh we want to talk about? Anything anybody's getting into? Same Just old, huh? letting you know, the, exhaling waiting deeply. for the sweet embrace of death. <laughs> Just putting on my consumer death shroud. Pixar is really getting our family through this. Uh, the the original Trolls movie is completely, completely cursed. So I'm glad <laughs> to have Pixar because that movie sucks. I, I, um, I was about to I'm say. I'm not interested in watching the world tour. I was, I was, well, that's so disappointing because I was going to say it would be really fun to do a Trolls watch party. Uh, together, mm. so that's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag trolls. Hashtag trolls. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's you know talking what? about Fuck it. it. 
Yeah, let's, let's help him out. Let's throw him a bone and do the watch party. The trolls oh, thank need you guys us. so much. That means so much to me. Um, Anna, what's yeah. her name? Need Anna Kendrick needs more money. Yeah, I I've been saying that Anna for Kendrick so long. I'm glad money, you everybody. agree with me. Get the Marriott Bonvoy campaign. Money. The Marriott Bonvoy campaign is not enough. There. <laughs> The that is a very strange now. campaign. That's very specific. Is she is she one of the automatic? Like she's always on the TV when you turn it on. Yeah, well, not just that, and or like if you're on an airline that it like partners with them, it'll be like a pre roll on a flight where she's like a coach of a soccer team checking into. A yeah, they like, bought the fuck is this? all of it. They bought her whole person, all the, all the Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, all the Kendrick <laughs> that she like. Oh. She is twenty four hours live streaming about how great. Marriott. Bon Where do you guys is. think you're gonna be in like a month if this continues? Like right what here? <laughs> <laughs> sure. In these same clothes, but, like with mentally, a beard. right? Just long gray. <laughs> like, are you gonna start? You know, you're gonna do a sitcom in your own home. Are you oh, gonna start a cooking show? Like what? Told creatively, you. beauty vlogging. Yeah, beauty vlogging Miles for has me his direction. at this point. I I think that I like lost the thread almost immediately and hopefully we'll just stay on that wave. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be harder to go back to whatever normal is because I think part of like the first week was being in denial that I would have to do that for more than like two weeks or something. And then when I was like, now nah, hold on, like I got to like be able to operate like this. So then I have to like begin to shift gears like, no, this is how this is how life is going to be. To then go back to like commuting and those other things, I'm more like trying to figure out what that's going to be like when I'm like, oh, what the oh yeah, commuting's terrible. But I do want to see people all the my time. Mind. I just want to sit yeah. in silence. I want to see people. people. Yeah, but yeah. in the, we don't have to talk. We're just yeah. I'm an only I just want to go to a parking lot somewhere and just like kind of make awkward eye contact with people. <laughs> right. From six my dad away. was like asking, he's like, are you like, you know, you, you like, are you trying to hang out with your friends and stuff? Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm like, but I realized too, growing up as an only child, like solitude is my main mode of operating. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in yeah. a way I'm less like, I definitely socialize with people on video, but I, I notice even like Her Majesty, she's a much, she's more of an extrovert than I am in terms of like getting out there and doing activities. Like, I see the toll on her a bit more than for me, where I'm like, like becoming like meditative master splinter. Yeah. I think rat. if you're an extrovert at this time, it is hard. And I don't like, you know, since I'm in LA now, I like know about the signs and, you know, your zodiac and whatever. But I think like right now, ironically, Gemini season. Geminis are incredibly extroverted, I think. And this is like really, really hard for me. All these people who like, we can't celebrate their birthdays. <laughs> and they're right. real people, people. Uh, right. So it's, I'm sorry. I also, um, to everyone uh, that has ever uh, told me, this is just my new system. To everyone that's like, oh, Zodiac stuff sucks. It makes me mad when people talk about Zodiac. I would just like to say that people believe in Nate Silver as well, and uh, that my zodiac <laughs> is correct. Yeah, I saw that more often. Jamie. I saw that. Okay, <laughs> and anyone who's like zodiac is bullshit. I'm like, well, if you've ever checked 538.com, we are the same. Okay, yeah. relax. Yeah. Well, it's I true because that. on one side, Jamie, you're not as invested in 538, but invested in astrology. Jack, not invested in astrology, more interested in Nate Silver. So it, it, it is the same coin, essentially. Mm. It does prove your point, I feel like. I can't wait yeah. to get out of quarantine. I'm so not fight fully Jack. sure about any of 
anything. So that's, that's where I am. Jack comes I don't out of this. Believe in anything? Yeah, you come out with an astrology blog. <laughs> You're the new Susan Miller after this. Oh, yeah, Queen Susan. Francesca, Miller it's been so wonderful having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you? Follow you? Thank you for having me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franny Fio F R A N I F I O. My name is too long otherwise. <laughs> and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, other than my own? Oh, yeah, a tweet that I've been enjoying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, pass. Uh, come back to me. Come back to you. Jamie, where can people find you and follow you? And what's a work of social media you've been enjoying? You can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help or on Instagram at Jamie Kerr Superstar. A uh, work of social media I'm enjoying this week is Jared Leto live tweeting his first time watching Parasite. Uh, oh, what did he have to say? Was he, he into it? He loves it. He loves it so much. But he he was like making memes about it as he was watching it. So there's a Mr. Worldwide meme, which is Pitbull holding the globe. And <laughs> yeah. the, the caption is, this is just from Jared Leto's Twitter. It says, when you're watching Parasite and you start to forget that you're reading subtitles and don't actually speak Korean. And then it's just a picture of Pitbull holding the globe. (laughs) And then Jared Leto wrote hashtag mood. (laughs) Wow. Jared Leto loves Parasite and he loves reading. I Okay, I found mine. I Relatedly, I just followed Koreatown Life on Instagram and I'm feeling it. They have a, a meme, social distancing world champion, dude from Parasite, quote, respect. Um, and I love that. Uh, Miles, where can people find you, follow you, and what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter and Instagram and PlayStation Network, Miles of Grey. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where we talk all things 90 Day Fiance. Uh, a couple, actually, a few tweets I like. Obviously, one, I will say without saying, look at the Jamie Loftus Star Spangled Banner Woo! National Anthem fucking <laughs> epic. It's the, it's, it's the new Odyssey. It's uh, the for our time we need right now. Um, yeah, another one is from Julia Moser at Julia Moser with four L's. It says, "Am I the first person who's been dumped via Zoom?" Um, <laughs> and then one more from actually uh, listener Zeit Gang Left Brain Mom at Left Brain Mom One <laughs> wrote down this interesting exchange uh, that would have been between Jack Guy Montgomery and I when he was on. Guy is from New Zealand, so he has a Kiwi accent. And she put in this exchange, like as if it were a flight of the Concords episode. Guy, he maybe did. Miles, he maybe did what? Guy, no, he maybe did. Miles, what didn't he maybe do? Guy, he maybe did. Jack, dead. Miles, are you guys fucking with me? Guy, he maybe did. Not alive. Miles, <laughs> oh. <Man. laughs> <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> it's the new. It's the new. Uh, who's on first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your name is Brit. 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 Uh, Brit. <laughs> We've all lost our minds. Uh, Eric Dodorian tweeted, TJ Maxx should do curbside pickup. You pay forty dollars, and a robot pushes a random pile of stuff through a slot. You get what you get. Um, like and it. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of good ideas right now. Uh, yeah. No, no more like of this that. funny shit. Just give me good <laughs> ideas. I uh, want your good ideas. It'll be now. like a gumball, though. It'll be something crappy. 
Yeah, but I then want, like, a also real like eyeball. a serving dish that's like looks fancy from far away, but then up close it's made of plastic. Um, <laughs> also, this is something I just agree with from Chris Kelly. Uh, hi, everyone. This is a random PSA for the movie Contact. I just rewatched it for Ugh. maybe the 12th time and legit think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so smart and lovely and deeply, deeply moving. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a damn favor. I like Contact. Lovely. There, Best alien it. movie. I love Contact. Does it? Do other people like Contact? What do you guys think of Contact? I can love Contact. Oh, I love I it. I haven't seen it. Oh, I Jamie. love Contact. I haven't seen it. Jamie. I'm sorry. Oh. This is a tweet for you. I was thinking you. about lying. David Morse is the <laughs> dad, about- isn't he? <laughs> Have you also- like, I love it. It's a good one. Have you also not timed Dark Side of the Moon to The Wizard of Oz? Uh- <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with you? Jeez. Uh, thank god but I remember when I was in high school I liked Contact so much and I told a friend of mine that I really liked it and he saw it and like never he was like so mad at me for recommending it he thought it was so bad and that was the end of our friendship Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist we're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website DailyZeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on Miles what's that gonna be Oh man, well, sorry, you. I'm caught off guard a bit because I was trying to figure out what the best nude uh, shade is for me if I want to go for a nude lip. Is it this? Oh. Is it your nipple color? Is it your nipple color that's supposed to dictate? Uh, I don't know, but I will say another really fun thing is going to Mac Cosmetics or Bobby Brown, and they have like you can try on the lip colors in their little virtual boudoir. Ah, okay. So Ooh, I'll go there. I'll do some. Do some A-B do some testing research. Uh, over the next few days. Um, but the track we'll go out on uh, as I apply, reapply my lipstick uh, is from Hailu Mergia, who's an Ethiopian keyboard player who kind of has like a, not a full-on sugar man kind of arc, but he like was big in Ethiopia in the 70s, came to the US to try and get it poppin'. It didn't quite go. He was, uh, I believe, driving a cab in DC and is starting to have like a bit of a resurgence again, but his music is great. Um, and the vibes are just like, it's this this recording's older, so it has just a nice, I don't know, a patina on the uh, audio file. Uh, and I don't know, I don't speak Ethiopian, so uh, apologize if I completely botched the title, but it's Wede Harerguzo, W-E-D, E space H A R E R space G U Z O and this is by Hailu Mergia. Uh, good vibes, good vibes to start your week with. Yeah, I mean that was close enough. Your pronunciation. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know. I'll let it go. Um, for people with basic music tastes, uh, I really like Blinding Lights by the Weekend. <laughs> uh, that song's pretty good. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for. Today's episode, uh, The Daily Zeitgeist, is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. Find podcasts are given away for free. That's going to do it from this Monday morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.